Hello. We are here. This is it. We have our very own podcast, the Dingwall Academy podcast. Uh, my name is Mr. Learmont, and I am going to be guiding you, guiding you through the first Dingwall Academy podcast. Uh, I don't actually have my contract in it at the minute, so I'm down for the first one. Let's hope I um, you'll hear my voice again, and I'll be uh, for with you for the foreseeable podcasts. Um, so yeah, welcome. I'm glad you're listening. Glad you managed to find find the podcast first and foremost. Um, the first podcast. Let's see what we're going to try and cover. So we're going to give you a run through of all our wonderful achievements, all our successes in the academy uh, thus far. We're also going to have a wee uh, run through of all the key dates, things that we've got coming up in the near future. Uh, we have, um, lucky to have, managed to secure Mr. Sharkey from the physics department. He's coming in for an in-depth interview. We'll be talking basketball, we'll be talking science and sandwiches. Um, that's all you need for an interesting interview. Uh, we've also got a focus on art today. Uh, we're going to be meeting the new and the new and experienced members of the art department. Um, they're coming in to give us a run through of what's going on in art and what's coming on in the future. Uh, we're also, hopefully, I'm not sure where he is right now, but we do have Callum Porter, the roaming reporter. He is around, around somewhere. Um, hopefully he has managed to find Andrew Jordan. I think there's an interview planned there, um, if Callum is ever found. And we've also got that... Um, Towards the end, we're going to have a teachers versus pupils challenge. This is going to be a, a quiz. And there are rumours that the Aaron Fraser from Essex is coming in. And he is the, uh, going to attempt to defeat one of the teachers. And there are rumours that may be a certain depute, um, a deputy head that's coming in to, to challenge Aaron Fraser. So I'll be looking forward to that. Okay, well... Just to make some introductions, I have um, Shona Reid, uh, the prefect in S6. She is coming this morning. Morning, Shona. Morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> excited for your first introduction to the podcast? Very excited. You're, you're the first pupil voice on the podcast. You're the first one. Yes. How does that make you feel? Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shona, yeah, so um, we're recording this on a Friday morning, period one, and uh, me being ever so well organised... I just basically went out and found a sixth year who was free first period on a Friday and Shona was hit for this. So Shona, you're going to read us through some of our some key dates and you're going to read us through some of our wonderful achievements and successes that we've already seen um, this term or should I say this session um, since the summer and then we're going to run through what's come up ahead. Does that sound good? Yeah. Right, Shona. Oh, on you. Take it away. Okay, so uh, first of all, well done to all staff and pupils for a great well-being walk on the last day of term. A great day was had by all, and we were all really grateful for the staff ma- for making this happen. Yeah, it was a good day, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, what were you doing? Marshalling. Marshalling. <laughs> Marshalling. That's sitting on a little chair eating crisps. <laughs> Marshalling. No, I thought it was a good day. I think, I don't know how you felt, I thought it was different. I thought it was a bit more, I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound a bit... It was quite positive, and everybody was smiling. I just thought it was different walk than yeah. previous years, and I don't know if it's because we had 
lockdowns and cancelled walks. I just thought it was a very good day. And I think, um, although Sean just said that, I want to reiterate that, yep, well done, everyone. It was, it was a good day. Right, what else have we been doing? Uh, congratulations to Andrew Georgeson, who during the October break finished second in the UK mountain bike series. Right, well, like I've already mentioned, I don't want to say too much about <laughs> this achievement. We are going to hopefully, hopefully calm the, the Roman reporter. Well, find Andrew and get a wee chat with him. So that might be coming up. Congratulations to all pupils who took part in the Royal National Mod during the October holidays. Yep, well done, whoop whoop. <laughs> and congratulations to Zach Fern and James Rollo, chosen to represent Scottish schools in athletics. Yeah, good, excellent, well done boys. And congratulations to those members of the Firish Junior Gymnastics Squad who won gold in their first post-Covid competition. Yeah, good. Well, seeing that obviously with the post-Covid reference there, yeah, it's good to see hobbies or sports and people's interests, people are starting to get more involved and they're starting to open up again so that's long may that continue I would say Shona what's your hobbies what's your thing uh, play piano and guitar okay mm. good <laughs> I have zero interest in <laughs> guitar I'm sorry so I can't <laughs> offer very much uh, I am uh, my hobbies I am I think I'm in the last throes of a, th- a footballing hobby I think I'm going to have to start accepting it and maybe Maybe golf. Maybe I can start. What about bingo? I thought you had your bingo. That's your right. Yeah, I do, have, I do have an interest in bingo. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the bingo halls of Inverness are my favourite haunts. Right, let's move on, please. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. What well, we got looking ahead? What's some of the stuff that we need to be aware of? What's going on in the term? Then the term coming up. Uh, well, for S six pupils, there will be a talk from UCAS on oh. the eighth of November. Eighth of November. Do 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 do. Important information for those applying for college and university. It's a really important term as university applications have to be completed by Christmas. Mm, that's right. S six is it? Oof. So what's that? The the dreaded personal statement coming up. Yeah. Have you got anything to say in yours? Um. This is your chance to <laughs> sell yourself. Your chance to. Tell the unis how wonderful and amazing you are. Is this, this is when you have to just blag all your volunteering and your podcasts. Look at this. Oh, I love this. Is. <laughs> yes. The podcasts are helping the, the young people in the future. See, this is you. You can talk about how, I don't know, pass it on all your knowledge, Shona. <laughs> Excellent. Right, on we go. Keep going. Uh, we are moving online for our contact evening. Oh, S4 no. parents being yep. the first to test the system. We have every confidence that parents and staff will be able to cope with the technology. Every confidence, I yeah. like that. So I, I, I'm going to have to put. Yes, this is going to be a wonderful experience. Teachers are excited. Are you? Yep. Um, oh, it's, nobody's going to choose this. But obviously, like face to face makes everything a lot nicer and easier. But at least we're having some kind of contact with the parents. I think that's something that's really missed over the last, the last um, wee while. So I think. If that's the way we have to do it just now, then it's better than nothing. And we'll make it work. So I'm sure that will be a success. <laughs> yep, I'm trying to tell myself that. Right, <laughs> what else we got on? Uh, usually we would be highlighting all of the Christmas activities planned for the end of this term. We are all just keeping our fingers crossed that the COVID regulations will allow some events to take place. Unfortunately, it is just too early to say. Yeah. Oh no, do you want me to mention this? Are we talking about the Christmas socials or are we just trying to... Just brush over it. I felt like that last bit was just brushing over the... Yeah. 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 I'm sure that will happen. <laughs> Hopefully. Yep. Right. Is that the rumours that are going around? No? Oh, no. Right. I think me. we're going to take the stance in this podcast that we're having our fingers crossed that all our Christmas festivities and activities are will manage to go ahead with the caveat that 
we're not sure. <laughs> we're, we're just hoping. Hoping and hoping. Hoping and praying. Okay, thank you, Shona. Thank you. That's, that's excellent. Um, well, we just thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in. Um, this is a work in progress. We are. Uh, we have our first episode uh, coming up, and we are looking for ideas, inputs from you guys. Um, anything that you, if you want to contribute, you want to um, come and speak to us. We can. We'll happily come and chat to you guys. This is not just for S6, it's not just for teachers, it's not just for, I don't know, some of the older kids in the school, this is for everyone, this podcast, uh, for, for the first years right through. So if you have any news, if you have anything that you want to say, then please get in touch uh, via the Dingwall Academy Facebook page, um, via your teachers, or even come and speak to me, uh, Mr. Lermont, in room 124, um, up in the first floor. Um, yeah, and we'll be happy to, to chat and we can hopefully get you on the podcast or at least give you a little mench. <laughs> oh, sorry, I went for that. Sorry. <laughs> we, can, uh, we, can, yep, get, we can talk about the things that you've been achieving. This is your podcast as well as ours. So, um, thanks. Okay, that is us now on to the next segment of the podcast. And we are moving on to get to know your teacher. So I'm delighted to have in with us today uh, the first teacher that we're getting to find out all about. And that is the new physics teacher, Mr. Sharkey. Uh, Welcome, Mr. Sharkey. Hello, Mr. Learmont. And Aaron. And he is going to be interviewed, um, I think, very kindly by Aaron Waters, the uh, head girl, or should I say... (laughs) School captain. Thank you very much, Aaron. <laughs> the school captain. Um, good, I'm glad I got that right. Excellent. Okay, um, well, rather than hear me mumbling along, I think we should get on to some of the questions, Aaron, that you have for Mr. Sharkey. Okay. Uh, first question is, uh, can you give us a description of your school life, where you went and what kind of pupil you were? Okay, so a very long time ago, on a, a windswept uh, Hebridean island, I grew up in Stornoway, and I went to a school called the Nicholson Institute. Um, you might have come across it, maybe played a bit of football against them. I've heard or... there's a school out there somewhere. Yeah, it's big school, big school. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's over uh, a thousand folk, and yeah, I went to that school in Stornoway. Um, yeah, I was a very good pupil, I thought. Um, <laughs> certainly when I arrived anyway in first year. Uh, can I re- I've got my school report here. Can I, can I read out? Uh, I've seen... That these reports look like a kind of historical, old historical <laughs> document. You know what, you know what it like, made me think of? It made me think of the ration. A ration, but yeah. I'm <laughs> Whoa, come on now. Um, this is my science report. So you would be expecting a good one, you know, from science. So this goes, an excellent result for Michael, who works with both persistence and thought. He shows considerable promise. <gasps> That's pretty well. So that gives you a little picture of how good I was in first year. And then we'll fast forward four years to my higher (laughs) report. (laughs) (laughs) So this is uh, me in fifth year. Um, Overall grade B. For someone that showed a bit of considerable promise, that is that's quite picture. Says I'm sure if you had not missed out on so much classwork due to other commitments, the uh, above would have been an A. Oh, yeah. Spreading yourself too thin, maybe? I was, yeah. What were these commitments? Well, I played basketball. I played football. Not as well as Mr. Learmont, but I still played football. <laughs> and um, we used to always travel over on the ferry 
all the time. We had good sporting teams, so I always I missed quite a lot of class. And then I had a girlfriend. That wasn't why I missed class. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe not studying as hard as I should have been. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I said to your class last year, you know, it's all about how much effort you put in and mm-hmm. what grade you're going to get. And I was evidence. I ended up getting a B. And uh, you got yeah, I got a B. And I'm now I'm a physics teacher. But yeah, I wonder. See, his mum's kept these reports, which I think is quite impressive. Oh, my mum is impressive. Just, my mum's that kept B, everything. That your, has she kept everything? My mum's got my like primary school. Oh, job maybe it's just stuff. me then. <laughs> my mum does not find anything oh. I've done of anything worth keeping. Maybe that's what it is. No notable achievements. Yeah. So maybe that's a little snapshot of what I was like. Right. Yeah. We're going to move into our next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, since starting earlier this year, what has your experience of Dingwall Academy been, and how did you find online learning? Okay. Yeah. You had the fun of just jumping straight. I, you didn't even get to meet us. <laughs> this was the weirdest start yeah. to a school job I've ever had. Um, yeah, I started mid-lockdown, mm-hmm. um, so Monday morning, I logged onto my computer <laughs> to be met by a class of Smurfs, uh, Man United players, uh-huh. kittens, anime characters, this was Aaron's higher physics yeah. class, and oh, I, I, there was no one there, it was just all these little icons, and I had to sit and talk at a screen uh, to all these icons, and I didn't know who they were, and uh, <laughs> no one said much. Aaron, in fact, you were the only one who actually showed yourself on the, the screen, so that was good. I felt like it was like it's your first day, like you've got to like, meet, oh, meet one of us. I know. So and then we all had that experience, actually. I don't think it was just you, it yeah. was just speaking to yeah. the abyss and hoping it, it somebody was. was out there. <laughs> it was. Yeah, occasionally one of your kids would just run past and you just see your. Th- oh, my kids, yeah. yeah but, uh, yeah, we held it together for some of it, not not all. Yeah, it was uh, yeah very strange. But then getting into the school was brilliant. I got to meet you all and um, Dingwall Academy pupils. And I'm not just saying this, but I was struck at how polite and well mannered and behaved all the pupils are, and how into learning you are, Ooh. which is brilliant. It's such a good ethos to have within the school i don't know where it comes from is it mrs cormack is it you lot i don't know i'm glad but that script that we sent him is paying <laughs> off that's been that's lovely thank Making you Mrs. Target. Great. Yeah, i'll tell you what i really think when the, yeah, the yeah, when stops it rolling but yeah no that is that was i'm very impressed dingwall academy is a great place to work i'm really chuffed to be here oh we're glad to have you yeah <laughs> oh, this is becoming too nice now let's, okay. <laughs> let's get some real questions come on so how long have you been teaching for and what has been your strangest experience so far? I've almost been teaching too long to mention. I, 20 <laughs> years I've been oh, teaching. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. 20 years this year. So um, I've been at it 20 years. And the strangest one, when I was thinking about this, I think was here at Dingwall Academy. <laughs> oh, no. But not this time round. I taught here a long time ago, uh-huh. about 17 years ago, when I was just a young a young trainee kind of teacher, and uh, I went on a water sports trip with Mrs. Barlow uh-huh. and Mrs. McGowan. They right. weren't called that back then, but uh-huh. they are now. And I don't know, Erin, if you've been on the water sports yeah, trip. Yeah, I have, have a you? few you times, have. yeah. Okay, well, one of the things they made me do, made, can I emphasize, <laughs> made me do, they made me dress up as a woman oh. in front of all the school children. And that that is very weird. There was a, what was it called, Miss... Tamari, I think, was the name of the camp. 
and they right. made the te- male teachers dress up, and I was really not for it. But they made there's pictures of it apparently. Is this a tradition, or was this just for the make- Sharky? Or- I mean, <laughs> wait, where no, was this motorsports trip? This was in oh, where was it? Uh, Spain somewhere. Oh no, I've I've just been to Aviemore. Oh, no, I've not been right, on the no. adventure one. That one was cancelled, was it? Yeah, not, a we all years wanted ago. to go in it, but it was cancelled. So then I was thinking you were being. A, I was going to say, are we in Loch Morley? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really weird. But this was weird, and they made me dress up as a Swedish high jumper, pretended <laughs> to be called Helga, and I, they made me do a dance dressed up in fem- girls' clothing, and yeah, that was did you weirdest. have to like do water good. sports in this? No, 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 no. This was at night time when everyone was really bored, and you know these camps are kind of they have these wacky ideas of what. What is entertainment? So let's dress the teachers up and make an Egypt out right. of them. So it wasn't Miss Barlow's idea that of no, trying to wind no, you up. It was, no. it's the but camp. Right, I believe yeah. there are some pictures downstairs of a six foot three um, <laughs> Swedish well, high jumper. Erin, <laughs> we might have our advertising poster now <laughs> oh, yeah, up for this podcast. That could actually Not work, a work nicely. <laughs> yeah, so that was very strange. Um, okay, so moving on to more serious question. Uh, what advice would you give to anyone who wants to study science further? I mean, apart from the fact science is brilliant and really interesting, I think um, I, I, one of my heroes in physics is, and Aaron's probably heard me say this before, is uh, the professor of physics at Glasgow University, and his name's Martin Hendry. And I've seen him speak a few times, and uh, the one time I saw him speak most recently, he was asked, you know, why come and study physics and mm-hmm. science in general? And he said, well, basically come study physics and we'll prepare you for jobs that haven't been invented yet and they do say i think there's a statistic out there that says that 85 percent of jobs that you will do in the year 2030 have not been invented yet yeah and i think well what that's such a great kind of advertising yeah, campaign definitely. to study sciences it prepares you for the future for what's to come mm-hmm. you know it's not you're not going to become a physicist if you go and study physici- mm-hmm. physics or <laughs> chemistry if you become a chemist you know most people don't it just prepares you to to then yeah. go on for a successful life elsewhere you know so that'd be my advice to why do science you know perhaps um yeah and i think that might even be for all of us to think about especially in teaching and in being in school that we're not preparing kids for next year, the next couple of years. It's for yeah. the next 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's something maybe we all should think about and take on board that it's the next generations we're teaching. It's not like our generations. Because sometimes I think you can be stuck in the past of how your school experience was yeah. or what you kind of went through. It's hard to put, move that to one side. Like, no, we're teaching. Yeah. Like, for instance, it's talking about technology, like Google, the Google suite, uh, typing skills and stuff like that. That's what the kids are going to be using, not, yeah. I don't know, like writing big essays or they'll be typing them up and there'll be other ways. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be testing kids, I suppose. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I like that. I think that's... Mm-hmm. I think my mum and dad always say this quite a lot. When they first went into employment, like, they got a job and they've had that job forever, but our generation's probably going to go through lots of different jobs and lots it's of different of t- opportunities. It's because video only lasts for, like, ten seconds, so that's <laughs> the length of your attention span. <laughs> that's the problem. That's There's a lot of jobs. about jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And next question. So you run our school basketball club, which yes. is pretty new for us. Yes. Uh, is this a passion of yours? And you've mentioned earlier, but how did you get into playing basketball? Yeah, well, it was in, it was in the Isle of Lewis, and 
Can I start off by saying I love basketball? It is a passion. <laughs> I've not just decided to take on a club, a random club at Dingwall. I've loved it ever since I got introduced to it. There's I joke with my family, there's basketball, there's drumming, and then there's them. <laughs> and that is the priority <laughs> list in life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a bit of an obsession since I was 14. I had my PE teacher, um, I was okay at football, and uh, my PE teacher said, oh, you're tall, come play for the basketball team. And I just fell in love with playing the game. And then... It kind of growing up in the Western Isles, basketball kind of was a window to a different world. Mm. And I started getting into Michael Jordan and the culture around it, the music, the clothes, and it just you know if you this was pre-internet, of course, so you know your world was limited to where you lived and yeah. maybe some magazines and stuff. So this was it was a you know a new world for me, and it became a new world. I carried on playing for years and met so many good friends, you know, from different countries around the world and beauty uh-huh. about sport and I'm sure you know Mr Learman you know it does it introduces yeah, you to yep. people particularly basketball I think where there's not as many Scottish people play it so you go to yeah. uni and I have Greek friends you know Croatians um, Americans you know it leads to so many opportunities and meeting great people and yeah, yeah the social aspect of sport kind of is actually sometimes bigger than actually mm. the physical aspect of it because it gives you a connection with somebody even without knowing them really in any deep way, but already you have a sport, you have a connection and something yeah. that you share straight away, it's good. Yeah, yeah. We're also pretty lucky here, we've got like so many different clubs that people can do, we've got like mountain biking and basketball and football and just everything. I think, yeah, definitely, and I think the school's very flexible, so yeah. I think if kids ha- did have an interest in something, that they would do everything they could to try and make that club happen or, or put it out there anyway. Yeah. You hinted at it earlier, and also I have like some spies in your advanced air physics class. <laughs> are you in a band? Are we, are we right in knowing I that? I'm in quite a few bands. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I, I, well, my priority list, remember, is basketball, drumming. drumming. I saw that mention. I was like, oh, that's our my two sons are listening, I'm joking, by the way. Angus and Brad, <laughs> you, of course, are number two in the priority list. <laughs> uh, yes, I am in quite a few bands. I play in a big band, so a big swing yeah. band. Um playing a blues band uh, and a couple of little smaller bands as well so so yeah yeah again something I'd learned in school when I was in second year uh, my music teacher got me playing the drums like you do in the second year and I just loved it and that yeah. was it yeah so yeah but see this is the the unknown life of Mr. Sharky like, oh, still waiting for Simon Cowell to <laughs> g- come knocking and X Factor yeah oh, yes. we'll need to get you involved in our Christmas like concert and stuff I've watched not... what you see in this actually the oh. more you offer the more you're going to get signed I up know. to I can just see this happening well I've heard there's loads of good drummers at Dingwall though so I think I'd be kind of down the pecking order in oh, I can't remember when it was but the prize giving a couple of years ago Mr Brindle ended up paying the drums for the sixth year band so you might be roped in oh, for okay. our sixth well, year band this year I'd be up for that if you're really struggling <laughs> come and ask me but yeah that'd be good fun okay so moving on for our final question and this and is probably the most important definitely this the most is going to define this whole interview really. oh 100 yep. okay oh. so here we go <laughs> what is your favorite sandwich filling and most importantly why why i think out of all the questions mm-hmm. this is the toughest one yeah. to answer it really is mm-hmm. yeah i dug deep on this one <laughs> you just don't want to get it wrong you just no. <laughs> but I, i'm gonna be you're gonna bro- cause offense whatever you say to, to half so the listeners that's a white bread Mm-hmm. Butter. Okay. Ham. Okay. And tomatoes cut into half. Ooh. Sliced with salt and pepper. 
Oh, right. How can we analyse that? It's quite see, traditional, I think. Yeah, it's see, I have, a, I have an issue with tomatoes in my sandwiches because they just make the bread soggy. Depends how long. If, well, if we're talking about for lunchtime and they're in your bag the whole day, then yeah, that would yeah. be an issue. Yeah. But if we're going fresh. straight on eating, yeah, fresh. Yeah. Fresh. Why? Because my mother was a bit obsessed with healthy food when I was growing up. <laughs> so that was that. So, <laughs> no, 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 this isn't, no, she would feed me, what was it, sugar-free muesli in the morning. Oh, tough start. It's like rabbit tough, food. Yeah, tough start. Brown bread with margarine, like eating cardboard. Right. So that, that was my childhood growing up. Oh, so this, your, this, no is, this is your rebellion. Yeah, the well, white kind of, white kind bread. Of, but, um, no sweets. I've got no fillings still to this day because of my mother. I, I owe her a lot. No sweets, all healthy stuff. But when we went to my granny's, in Aberdeen now this <laughs> oh here we go so it was crisps on tap it was milkshakes it was sweets you know like all good grannies should do yeah. and um but on the packed lunch on the way back down from Aberdeen to Glasgow where I used to live um she made me white bread butter mm. ham and tomato with so- loads of salt on it so that was the kind of badness. I never tasted white bread before. <laughs> My mother wouldn't give it to us. So this was like, whoa, this is amazing. There is something, there is something uh, special about white bread. Yeah. Yep. And so I've always just associated that with kind of badness. With the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Excellent. that's it. There you go. It's a pretty good answer for the sandwich question. Uh, no, well, yep. It was a full reason. I'm, I'm happy to accept that. And I think we did get to see a little bit into, into an insight into Mr. Sharkey's mm-hmm. um, Life and his sandwich preference. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much for not just the questions, but also to Mr. Sharkey for coming in and thank giving you. us, like I say, that insight into into not just sandwiches, but also into the <laughs> um, <laughs> physics department and into um, you in school and, and, and a bit more of you about yourself. Yeah, thank no you very problems. much. Yeah, pleasure. Thank yeah, you for having been, me. It's been great. Cheers. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks very much. Hi, it's Colin Porter here, and today I'm joined with Andrew Georgeson. Andrew, Hello. would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Andrew Georgeson. Um, I'm a student here at Dunhill Academy. I'm in fifth year, and I do downhill mountain biking as my sport. Mm. So, um, how did you get into downhill, Andrew? Is there any backstory to that at all? Um, so, when I was younger, um, I, well, I joined a mountain bike club. Pretty random. I just seemed to so enjoying the bikes and then I just got into mountain bike club and a natural progression from there just went into cross country which is another discipline of mountain biking um and then just with a lot of connections and knowing people I just got into downhill mountain biking so yeah so there's like lots of different uh races uh, all over scotland uh from the borders and mm-hmm. um north scotland so i just started doing them they're like mini downhills where would you say your favorite your favourite races. Ooh. Is there a place that you like the best? Um, I think Fort William's always a good one. No, you can't be a bit Fort William. Because that's where the World Cup's held and it's cool to think that I'm riding the same track as yeah, the World Cup Yeah, it's always good guys. to have that sort of backtrack yeah, yeah. All, where can, all the pros come you from. you think maybe I'll one day I'll be on that and track. I, I think one day you probably will be. Yeah. Going at the right yard just now. <laughs> so, um, what sort of inspiration did you have to start was there anyone in your life that sort of brought um, you into it there's a f- well my my stepdad paul he was kind of the first man to 
stage when I was mountain bike club and that kind of set me off a bit. Mm-hmm. I've always been an outdoor guy. I've always been in love the mountains. Um, so just kind of naturally went to that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's probably the biggest inspiration. And then from there, I've had lots of people helping me throughout the years, but um, it's always good to see people around here doing the same sports. So names, names like Greg Williamson and Kenta Gallagher, these boys, they're quite a motivation because it shows that if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah, there's a good scene about here for yeah, sure. Yeah, great scene, professional sports. So it's always good to see that and think mm-hmm. you can do it as well, you know. Yeah, well, sort of what has kept you going throughout the years do you think um, is there anything i think i think the, since the scottish scene's so strong with um downhill mountain biking it's really cool to start at a level and then there's always a next step mm-hmm. so that's always kept me going because there's always something new or something bigger to aim for um so I, as i said starting from dirt crits which are little um cross-country races which is just when i'm out biking going up into mini downhills mm-hmm. then the local scene of hard lines which is kind of an in-between um, and then starting going to SDAs mm-hmm. and then naturally just into the British scene. Um, so, so that's always kept me going, thinking there's always another mm-hmm. big step to yeah. go up to, you know. It seems like there's plenty of progression going on with you in the last few years anyway. Yeah, definitely. Have you learned anything from progressing through those in the last few years? Um, yeah, well, the one thing I'm sure you guys know is um, in sport is your mental side and learning that mental side at a young age has been a big a big uh, advantage for me, I think, getting that, getting hold of that mental side. Well. I've definitely seen you mature in the last few years in your racing anyway. Yeah, yeah. I can remember you'd be coming down the last few years with bits hanging off your bike Aye. and tears down the side of your jerseys. Yeah, it's definitely, there's a, a racing and doing competitive sport definitely gives you lots of lessons to learn, not just in sport, but in life itself. So and you've always got to make it through the full season for it to be worth exactly. it as well. Exactly. I know, there's no point being a one-hit wonder yeah, and then exactly. crashing out in the next race, so that's yeah. been... That consistency is seeming to come with a bit more experience as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. As soon as you start to experience more races and know how to ride different tracks, it's all it just comes with that, and then mm-hmm. just, we're going from there. Sure. What sort of things at races do you do? Do you would you like to explain the weekend? Maybe. Um. So, for, well, I can explain down on mountain biking. Some might be that's probably people, a better probably place to start. And some people they don't know what what's going on. So down on my mountain biking is technically just a time trial run down a hill um it's you've got various different obstacles from big rock features big rock gardens um big gap jumps um yeah just a various different things on the way down the on the hill to just kind of put you off track or plenty to keep you entertained then I mean, yeah that's for definitely sure. plenty to keep you entertained so that's pretty much the gist of it um on a weekend you'll start on a friday um well at the british races you start on a friday you get a track walk in, so you get you get to have a chance to look at the track, which is... Is that something you like looking at? You like a bit of problem solving yeah, going yeah, down the track? Can, uh, you'll never know what a track's like till you ride it, but it's really cool just to... Um, have all these choices. You have can. all these choices. And then, so, and then into Saturday, we do a whole day of practice, so I'll get uplift. I don't, I don't go up the hills, don't worry. And that's what I do instead. Yeah, that's so what I, I pedal that's, up the hills. That's the calm sport. Um, I get a lift up the hill on a with my bike, and then I'll practice a track... Um, till I know it really well. Then we'll go into Sunday, um, do a morning practice, then just go into some race runs, and then that's the deciding factor is how fast you can go on that one run. So there's really and then no, you, and no usually at the end of the day, Andrew is standing near the top of a podium. Yeah. It seems to be the that's the that's the pattern. That seems to be the pattern that yeah, I've yeah. noticed. 
but yeah that's, that's that's a rough kind of gauge on what the sport is yeah it's a very good sport it's yeah, got to be said it's <laughs> a good crowd right have you got any plans for the future what's um, your next step so my last years of racing that's when i started to progress into british racing so um along with that i managed to secure a sponsor um a team so that was really cool like a great experience um the sadly that contract ends at the end of this year so i've had to start looking out for uh, sponsors for next year and thinking about my plan for next year when all that kind of comes to comes to a stop so mm-hmm. um yeah there's definitely lots of chats about new sponsors new teams and how are you planning balancing all this schoolwork and fifth well, year with all your hires that, with, that, that with is your the racing. puzzle i face every single day is how the hell am i supposed to do <laughs> five hires and be a sportsman but we're we're balancing it we're balancing it the, the sport, it's, a, it's a tricky one but it's the sports lifestyle it. yeah definitely it's definitely the uh, school takes the first foot but mm-hmm. um it's, it's always good to have something to do at the weekend yeah, it's definitely. fun and training doesn't stop what what's our aspirations have you got for the um well the rest i've there's lots of things there's lots of things going on in my head as i enter a stage in life where there's lots of options so um we're not too sure yet but i my one goal i've always had since i was tiny was knowing that the world champs would be in scotland for my second year of junior which is and, and that's if doesn't know that's at like professional level you've got your under 18s which is like the stage you go before elites so that'd be my best chance to to go for it and get the world title so that's the main aim the world championships is a one-off yes. once a year thing it comes to as a, a venue probably about every 10 years so that's a mm. that's a very special if you're able to make it there i'm yeah, sure we'll definitely. get plenty of support from the school down to cheer you on yeah yeah that's the, and and since the um scottish champs sorry not scottish champs world champs are in scotland um, all other sports are there so there'll be a massive crowd and a massive vibe so that's definitely my aim just now is 2023 mm. world champs oh heard it here first heard it here first but watch the space it's always just get good to get back to a home crowd yeah and get everyone down there's no there's nowhere better than performing our home crowd it's just we always get the support you're looking for that's it that's it well andrew thank you for speaking to me today that was good to hear a bit more about yourself yeah thank you hello so i am very delighted to have the art department in with me today (laughs) so this is the focus on department uh, section of the podcast and we have art up first so and just to make some introductions we have mrs trimble with us this morning hello and we have her some of our team with her as well we do indeed we've got the lovely miss campbell who's our probationer this year hello and we have two other members of the art department who can't be with us today miss slaven and also one of our new members of staff miss barnes and also mrs wilson's returning back after being off for a wee while so the art department is gradually filling back up again so it's all good that's fantastic so it's good that we've got new faces and then some returning faces as well so that's lovely to hear so um well i suppose this is i don't know all i'm here to ask is what has been going on and what is going on with the art department just now well (laughs) probably just like everybody else um 
getting back into the swing of things after being off during lockdown, um, having to rethink what it's like being back in the classroom actually mm -hmm. is fantastic because we have all of our materials, we have yeah. all of our tools, we have all of our wonderful examples on the walls and it was an interesting experience for us teaching art online but it certainly made us really think um, about the value of art, about communicating mm. and certainly the biggest thing for me is I just love having people back in the classroom. I love seeing people, their faces, talking to people. I struggled at home talking to icons on my computer so I'm yeah. loving being back in school and just loving just having stuff and getting clay out again and really getting the heat guns out and it's feeling more normal. Yeah, know? no, it's great. Good. No, I think art, it's hands-on practical and I think that was a big thing that was missed when everything became virtual and we all went into that strange world of virtual learning. It's things that I'm sure all the, all the pupils would have missed. Yeah, they did and we've suddenly realised we have whole year groups that haven't done clay and it's like oh right fab and it's good actually it's quite exciting we're changing things we're maybe not sticking to our courses in the way that we might have done before we're just responding to who's maybe not done what who would like to do so i actually think it's nice we're asking the pupils more well have you done this would you like to try this mm -hmm. um so no so it's all good actually it's, it feels like it's kind of all opening up again ah perfect okay well we've got some maybe some relatively new people to the department How's it been coming into, first of all, the art department and then maybe slightly wider into Dingwall Academy as well? It's been really good, actually. I've really enjoyed it. It's a lovely department. Everybody's really friendly. I like how she says that quite quickly. <laughs> that was, it has to, Yeah, actually. that was good. That was good. Everybody's really friendly. And actually, I would say everybody in the school has been really friendly as well. It's been a really welcoming environment. The pupils have all been on their best behaviour for me and been um, really welcoming are. as oh, yes. well. So, and actually it was a great opportunity during the uh, the wellbeing walk at the end of term to get to know some pupils a little bit better mm -hmm. and maybe some pupils that I actually don't speak that I was able to speak to as well. So, yeah, no, I thought... Yeah, we mentioned really the, the wellbeing walk actually in the, just pre previously in the, the, the podcast and it was a lovely day. It's, it's lovely oh. seeing just... Like, even not like you say all the pupils but then also all the departments as well yeah. we, it was it, it felt very wholesome actually even mm -hmm. though I wasn't walking I was sitting but what we observed was it's the first time we've seen pupils without masks and it was like yeah. oh that's what you look like and it was really funny because they knew us and I was going mm, I know your voice but I don't know your face and it was so lovely actually just to see people out and, mm -hmm. and see expression and, and some normality. But it was, it was a really nice introduction for you to the Highlands or a different part of the town. Yeah, I mean, you've said that people knew what, we didn't know what they looked like, but some of the pupils don't know what I look like either. So they, <laughs> I had to convince some of them on the way around that I was Miss Campbell. <laughs> Take your lanyard with you, yeah. ID, yeah. Um, but no, it's been really good. Awesome. So have we got anything coming up in the art department that we should we know about? We do indeed. And in fact, Miss Campbell can fill you in. Yes. So starting on the 8th, Monday the 8th, we are going to run a sketchbook club at lunchtime mm -hmm. for first to third year. Um, but fourth years and above would be welcome to come and catch up on any of their work that they are working on in class if they wanted to use that time at the same time. Right, okay. Uh, we'll be available to help. The sketchbook club is just about um, trying some things out that maybe we wouldn't necessarily be doing in class. Okay. You're going to create your own sketchbook and it's going to be really self-directed to what you want to do. Um, and we'll do little introductory sort of little skills and things at the start of each one. And then going, you'll be able to use that in whatever way you want in your sketchbook. And we'll be actually making our own sketchbooks as well. Oh, that sounds 
Yeah, it's good. It's nice to get something going again. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a, a a really good art club in the department for for a good few years, and I'm I'm delighted that Miss Campbell and Miss Barnes are really keen to get something going. So it's good. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I think I'm gonna make a sketch. I know. I'm, I'm quite feeling. <laughs> I wonder if I get an invite as well. Well, well anyway, if the yeah. teachers want to come too, you yeah, can always come. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> my skills are limited, but. No, with your nobody, guidance, I, I know. I, I, nobody can't do art. That's the thing. Everybody's got the skills. You just need to try. Just be harnessed. I think. I need yeah. To, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for coming in. Not that, I know it's a little bit of a short and sweet um, snapshot into the art department, but it's been lovely for you guys to come in and, and hear and what's been going on. Um, I was going to say upstairs. From from my perspective, it's yes, upstairs. It's, it's upstairs. <laughs> um, but it's lovely to to meet um, the new staff and then yeah. some more Mr. Chimbo, what should I say? More experienced, experienced <laughs> members of our team. There Thank you. Thank uh, you. No, you know, it's just nice to, it's just as you're saying, nice to see people and even though things are getting back to normal and I'm in music often, I know for you just getting down onto a different floor and, and seeing staff as a new teacher. So actually it's just nice to see faces and I always like a blender, whether it's about art or not. So Excellent. very nice. Thank you very much for coming in. And guys, make sure you give the um, sketchbook club um, a look on the 8th of November. So start on the 8th of November and make sure to get yourself along to that. Thank you. Okay, we've reached the final part of, of our show. I think this is probably the most anticipated part of the show. We come to the staff versus pupil challenge. This week, uh, I'm delighted to have in the studio. We have Aaron Fraser in Essex. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Good, thanks. Nervous? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. And we also have, representing the staff, Mr. McKee. How are you today, sir? Buzzing, ready to go. Excited? Absolutely. So the format of uh, this week's challenge, or this month's challenge, should I say, is um, five questions. Um, we will ask them in a, a kind of penalty shootout format, so it's best of five, first of five kind of thing. Um, I've got a coin here in for terms of fairness. So Aaron, do you want to call heads or tails? I'll go heads, please. Heads. It is. I should have a drum roll. There's a drum behind you. Look at. Oh, I'm going to give it a go. Right, ready? (laughs) Tails it is, Aaron. Sorry. Mr. McKee. It's you psychologically one down already. Aye, aye, aye. Thank you. It's flapping. (laughs) Would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. You want to go first. So, it's closest wins a point. Okay. Okay, So, closest to the. um, I would have to be. I'd have to ask all five questions, wouldn't I, actually? Sorry. Just through, no, no, I'm just thinking <laughs> on my feet as I as I do. <laughs> right, so you're going first. So the closest one wins a point. Okay. Uh, so question one: How many years does it take Neptune to orbit the Sun? How many years does it take Neptune to orbit the Sun? So I just guess. Go for it. Hmm. I want to go quite high because I don't want him to get it. <laughs> I see his tactics here. I knew it would be. That coin cost would be important. I'll go 200. 200, Mr. McKee, 200. Locked in. Alan Fraser. No pressure here, but um, if you get this wrong, every single person in Bingo Academy can hear you. 200. I'm going to go less. I'm going to go 85. 85. 85 and 200. The first point goes to, or first of all, the correct answer is 165. 
Mr. McKee, well done. Excuse, that's tactics, yeah. I know, you should have met, I was, there's things we can discuss at the end, Aaron. <laughs> Schoolboy error, is what I'd say. Right, okay, second question, question two. The gestation period of an elephant in months, please. What is the gestation period of an elephant in months? Mr. McKee. Mm, I'll go two weeks. Two weeks? Okay. We said in months, so it's half a month, but we'll go for it. Uh, two weeks, Aaron? Two months. Two months, boys. Um, poor answers from both of you, to be honest. The correct answer is 22 months. Yeah. All right, Close. so, but we, well, um, one all. So it does tie it up. So let's see if we can do any better with this one. Uh, how long in miles is the M8? So the motorway, the M8. How long in miles? Mr. McKay? Mm. It's tense. I can feel there's tension in this room. Hopefully you can you feel it. 250 too. miles. 250, right. 250 miles. Aaron. How 300. long is it? 300. Mr. McKee takes it. The correct answer is 60 miles. It's just between, I think it goes beyond Glasgow, but I think it's Glasgow and Edinburgh. All right, pretty much. And then I think it might go beyond Glasgow a little bit. So it's 2-1, question four. It's getting tense. Uh, oh, this is to win it. If Mr. McKee gets this, it's all over. Aaron, a bit of pressure here. Um, question four. How old is this building? So the new Dingwall Academy, new, I say new. Uh, the Dingwall Academy building that we're sitting in right now, how old is it, Mr. McKee? 13 years. 13 years. Aaron. Aaron, just let everybody know, Aaron currently is using his fingers. <laughs> he, he seems to be using his fingers for something. Let's see if, if this tactic works. 13 years and two months. Ooh. We're playing those games, oh, are we? Interesting. And just to let you know, Aaron, with your sneaky tactics, you've lost. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> it is all over. The correct answer is 12 years. I don't actually know it in months, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Mr. McKee takes it 3 1. Congratulations. Thank you very much. No, five as well, just, just, for, for, just for fun, obviously. Double uh, or quit? Double or quit? No. <laughs> no, no chance. Uh, that's how I play football, just <laughs> the last goal, last goal wins. Uh, how long has Mr. Bin, Mr. DiCarlo, sorry, how long has Mr. DiCarlo been teaching at Dingwall Academy? That was question five. Uh, Aaron's actually not been able to get there lost <laughs> before it. Uh, any guesses, boys? What do we think? I think he's been at Dingwall Academy 31 years. 31 years. Aaron? Just, just, just to... Hmm? Like 40. Oh, Aaron, he's given oh. up. Look at me. <laughs> Mr. DiCarlo's only 45. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 33 years, oh, Mr. DiCarlo. 33. Aaron, you've dropped your dummy down there, look, it's, it's been spat. Um, okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, congratulations, Mr McKee, for your victory. Um, that makes the scores for staff versus pupils. Currently, the score is staff one, pupils nil. And long may that continue, I think. I, could, I, can, I can see us, the staff running away with these challenges. Uh, thanks again for coming in. Um, and I just want to say to the listeners, if, I, if we have any, uh, thank you very much for listening. That concludes... It comes to the end of our, our first Dingwall Academy podcast. Uh, I'm going to run through a few thank yous just now. This is, these are the shout-outs. I want to say thank you to Miss Pendlebury and Miss Fivey for all their work um, 
behind the scenes in the podcast. Without them, the podcast wouldn't happen. Uh, I want to say thank you to the pupils um, that have been involved. Um, Aaron, obviously, we've had Aaron Waters, we've had Shona Reid, um, Callum, the Roman reporter. I, I, I think we, did we find him eventually? I think we have. <laughs> I think he's been returned. Um, he'll be back out again next month, so keep an eye out for him. Um, yeah, and thank you to, to everyone for listening. Uh, thank you, Mr. Sharkey, for coming in, the art department. Um, and uh, thank you to you guys for, for listening. Um, the next podcast will be out in December. Um, that's the plan anyway. Don't hold me to it, please. Um, but hopefully you've enjoyed this episode, and we will see you, hear from you, or you'll be hearing me very soon. <laughs>